The Network Live. News, insights, and stories right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Don't miss this opportunity to hear world news, insights, and stories from guests around the world. The Network Live is your pathway to connecting people and ministries. send a message to all those that follow our Lord Jesus Christ. There is a terrible evil in the world. Darkness is spreading. I know you are suffering persecution. Faith is being tested. I know you question the way. But I've come to Rome to find Paul. To write his story. To bring hope to bring light into this present darkness and to remind us all how God changed a hateful man who will change the history of the world. Luke, am I dreaming? I'm here. Rome stained with the blood of her brothers and sisters. This is what trust in God gets you. People are desperate. We're the only light left in the city. I cannot fix their faith. You can inspire their faith. You risk people looking to me before Christ. The day I heard you preach, my God, I saw Christ in you. There are men, women, children that will never meet you. There must be a handwritten account of your acts. What do you really know about these Christians? I am concerned with these documents. We've got to get these out of Rome. Think that we are plotting an escape. Write another word and I send you to whatever god you want. Look! The government to overthrow Rome. To what end? Justice! They want revenge. No! Why not? Love is the only way. You will have the strength to do what is right. Will your people die today? This world doesn't know a thing about love. Where sin abounds, grace abounds more. Don't miss this opportunity to see the new movie, Paul, Apostle of Christ, in theaters now. Dear friend, remind your people to submit to rulers and authorities, to obey them, and to be ready to do good in every way. Tell them not to speak evil of anyone but to be peaceful and friendly and always to show a gentle attitude toward everyone. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient and wrong. We were slaves to passions and pleasures of all kinds. We spent our lives in malice and envy. Others hated us and we hated them. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior was revealed, He saved us. It was not because of any good deeds that we ourselves had done, 
but because of his own mercy that he saved us through the Holy Spirit who gives us new birth and new life by washing us. God poured out the Holy Spirit abundantly on us through Jesus Christ our Savior so that by his grace we might be put right with God and come into possession of the eternal life we hope for. This is a true saying. I want you to give special emphasis to these matters so that those who believe in God may be concerned with giving their time to doing good deeds which are good and useful for everyone. But avoid stupid arguments, long lists of ancestors, quarrels, and fights about the law. They are useless and worthless. In God's grace, Paul. Good morning and welcome to this edition of The Network Live. I'm your host, Debbie Rule. The Mel Gibson movie, The Passion of the Christ, was released on Ash Wednesday in 2004, starring Jim Caviezel as Jesus. Since that time, Hollywood has produced several motion pictures that speak of our Christian faith. Today on The Network Live, we're going to be hearing from the actors James Faulkner, Jim Caviezel, Joanne Wally, John Lynch, Oliver Martinez, writer-director Andrew Hyatt, along with producers Eric Groff, David Salon, T.J. Burden, and Vice President of Firm Films, Rich Pellis. They are sharing the heart behind the movie, Paul, Apostle of Christ, released nationwide this past Friday. I praise God for these days that Christians in Hollywood use their talents to write, act, and produce movies that lead others to Christ. We are living in an exciting time as we see the world as a dark place. God is shining His light. Take the time this week to view some of these great faith-based movies in a theater near you. story takes place at the very end of Paul's life. He's in the Mamertine prison in Rome. He's been accused of burning down half of Rome by Emperor Nero, and he's alone and in the darkness. And if you remember from Acts of the Apostles, a very important figure in Paul's life is Luke, the physician. And so our story is about Luke sneaking into Rome to bring some solace to Paul in his last days. And what comes out of it is that Luke and Paul decide we need to get Paul's story to the world, and this is sort of the beginning of the Acts of the Apostles being written. Very, very difficult days of early Christianity, and this is Paul's last few moments to convey the message of hope and love and forgiveness to the community, and that they must hold fast to the faith, no matter what dangers they face. When I looked at this screenplay, I was amazed at the survival of Christianity rests with just a couple, couple of people. Priscilla and Aquila are, are hiding out, essentially, and taking people who need help. They were facing persecution, they were facing obliteration, they were facing exile, they were facing many, many things. And they still welcomed people, they still accepted people, they still loved people and that, that is easier said than done 
is a modern story. This is why Shakespeare is still relevant today, Molière, and the great stories never die because they talk about human beings and humanity. This film, to me, is one that goes out to the world. It goes out and says, this is what these guys were. And the people that are going to watch it are going to say, wow, they're a sinner like me. And, and very human, very believable, very round. They have doubt, they have fear, they have anger. They're very real. The notion that someone could make a radical change in their life, that could go from being a thug to being one of the most important people in religious history, intrigued me. We have a tendency to put people like that on a pedestal. And there's almost becomes this disconnect, like I'm not as holy as they are. You know, um, God set them apart in a unique way, in a special way. It's not the same as me, but the reality is they were just like us. They weren't born with halos around their heads. Here's a man, Paul, who went from the ISIS of his day to becoming the leader of a church community. And I thought, is that, do we really think that that's possible today, that a person can change? Um, I think the modern way of looking at people is that like once you do something, uh, that really defines your life. And I think Paul helps us show that no one is beyond God's grace, that um, there's always a chance. It's really Paul that brought the faith to a wider church in the face of everything. And his uh, adamantine soul, we have to be very grateful for. This old, beaten, worn down man who had had left everything on the playing field for Jesus you know he, he lived this life and was at the very end to see this frail old man and think that the emperor of the largest kingdom in the world was fearful of this broken man shows the power of Christ through his followers through his believers I just am so excited to tell this story uh, and, and offer these themes to the world at a time when I think that we are so desperate to hear these things, to hear that we're loved, to hear that there is mercy and grace for anything, to hear that there is a God that's bigger than us, that loves us, and, and that we cannot fall too far from His grasp. Considering all they've been through, can you really fault their response, Paul? What did you tell them? Love is the only way. And after all you've seen, you still don't believe it. This isn't anything I've seen. This is a world in the grip of evil. This, this, this is Nero's circus. It's, it's, it's passionate hate. Blood washing down in the street. Widows, orphans starving to death. Babies born with the slightest defect or disposed, dispatched, discarded. This world doesn't know a thing about love. So you would give up on the world when Christ did not give up on us? Why not? No. Why not? Love is the only way. 
love that suffers long. Love that is kind, that does not envy, that is not proud. Love that does not dishonor, that does not seek for itself. Love that is not easily angered. Love that rejoices in truth. Love that never delights in evil. Love that protects, trusts, hopes, endures all things. That kind of love. Give me your hand. show today, we're going to hear a short message from Jim Caviezel, who co-stars in the new movie, Paul, Apostle of Christ. Here's Jim. The name Saul means great one. The name Paul means little one. While making this film, I learned that by changing one little, one tiny letter, that we can become great in the eyes of God. But it requires us to be little if we wish to be great. But this is the way of the saints. This is the way of the holy. And this is the way Saul became St. Paul. Callings come when we least expect them. I remember mine vividly. I had this experience. I was 19 years old sitting in a movie theater in my hometown of Mount Vernon, Washington. The movie had ended, and out there in the darkness, befriended only by my basketball in the adjacent seat, I had a sensation in my heart that made me think that I'm supposed to be an actor, that this is what God crafted me for, that this is what He wanted of me. Yes, my rational sense intervened. I knew. Nothing about acting, no agents, no managers. I can't memorize to save my life. <laughs> Yet I had a conviction. I had a call. Cut to the spring of 2000. I was offered the role of Edmond Dantes in the Count of Monte Cristo. It was a new adaptation of the Dumas classic very stressful period. This is the first time I ever had to carry a film on my own, and here I was, a 
what I long wanted to achieve, but I had no peace. Everything on that film was a battle. My character, Edmond Dantes, is unjustly imprisoned. While there, both in the book and in the film, he carves on the wall, God will give me justice. With all the odds set against him, this one solitary man is committed to freeing himself and vanquishing evil, even the evil within himself. There is a wonderful scene between Edmund and a fellow prisoner, a priest, played by the great Richard Harris. In the pit of self-pity, in a moment of real despair, while the priest is on the ground dying, he turns to Edmond and says, Your final lesson, do not commit the crime you now serve the sentence for. Remember, God saith, vengeance is mine. And I look down to him and say, But I don't believe in God. He says to me, It does not matter, Edmond. He believes in you. And he does. God loves each one of us personally. And he is there for us, even in our darkest moments of despair. After shooting Monte Cristo, I inexplicably get a call from Mel Gibson. My agent didn't call. My manager didn't call. I didn't know Mel Gibson. I wasn't politicking for the role because nobody knew it was happening. Mel Gibson wants me to play Jesus Christ. He wants the guy with the initials of J.C., who just happens to be 33 years of age, to play Jesus Christ. Is that a coincidence? I don't think so. Is your life a coincidence? Or is it all just a chance? Some of you may be miserable right now, confused, uncertain of the future, hurting. This is not the time to back off or to give in. When I was up there on the cross, I learned that in his suffering was our redemption. Remember, the servant is no greater than the master. Each of us must carry our own cross. There is a price for our faith, for our freedoms. I have been literally scourged, hit by the whips, crucified, struck by lightning. Yes, open heart surgery. That's what happens after five and a half months of hypothermia. One day, during the shoot, my arm was wedged under that heavy beam. When someone yanked it, in the other direction. My muscles wrenched. My shoulders separated. I fell to, to the ground, dropped my head into the sand. This take now remains in the movie. In the later part of the film, Jesus experiences a shoulder separation. Well, I now know what that felt like. Every day I had to pick up that thing it was like a penance. It ripped into my shoulder, tearing at my flesh. And with each passing hour, it got heavier. But had this been shot in a studio, 
you never would have seen that performance. The suffering made my performance. Just as it makes our lives. Some of us now, you know them, embrace a fake Christianity where it's all happy talk. I call it happy Jesus and glory. Guys, there was a lot of pain and suffering before the resurrection. Your path will be no different. So embrace your cross and race toward your goal. I want you to go out into this pagan world. I want you to have the courage to step into this pagan world and shamelessly express your faith in public. The world needs proud warriors animated by their faith. Warriors like St. Paul and St. Luke who risk their names, their reputations to take their faith their love for Jesus into the world. God is calling each one of us, each one of you, to do great things. But how often we fail to respond, dismissing it as some mental blurb. It is time for our generation now to accept that call, the call of God urging all of us to give ourselves entirely to Him See that gentle hand guiding your path. But you first make, must make the commitment to start praying, to fast, to meditate on the Holy Scriptures, and to take the Holy Sacraments seriously. For we are a culture now in decline. If people in danger of succumbing to our excesses our whole world is entrenched in sin. And there in the quiet of our hearts, God is calling out to us, each one of us, to give ourselves entirely to Him. And how often we ignore Him, ignore that sweet call. The great saint of Auschwitz, Saint Maximilian Kolbe, said that indifference is the greatest sin of the 20th century. Well, my brothers and sisters, it is the greatest sin of the 21st century as well. We must shake off this indifference, this destructive tolerance of evil. That only our faith in the wisdom of Christ can save us, but it requires warriors ready to risk their reputations, their their names, even our very lives, to stand for the truth. Set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. You weren't made to fit in. You were born to stand out. For in our country now, we are only too happy to go with the flow 
We have a shrine to freedom now where all choices are equal no matter what the consequences are. Do you honestly think this is true freedom? Pope John Paul the Great said, democracy cannot be sustained without a shared commitment to certain moral truths about the human person and the human community. The basic question before a democratic society is this. How ought we to live together? And seeking an answer to this question, can society exclude moral truth and moral reasoning? Every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. That is the freedom that I wish for you. Freedom from sin. Freedom from your weaknesses. Freedom from this slavery that sin makes out of all of us. That is the freedom that is worth dying for. It reminds me what Mel Gibson first intoned in his Academy Award-winning film Braveheart when he said to his ragtag army, and I say to you tonight, I see before me a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You have come to fight as free men. Free men you are. What would you do without freedom? Would you fight? This man says, no, we'll run and we'll live. Yeah? Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. For at least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the years from this day to that for one chance? Just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that you can take our lives, but you can never take our freedom. Every man dies. Not every man truly lives. You, 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 we all must fight for that authentic freedom and live, my friends. By God, we must live. And with the Holy Spirit as your shield and Christ as your sword, may you join St. Michael and all the angels in sending Lucifer and his henchmen straight right back to hell where they belong. Saul means great one. What does Paul mean? Little one. So if we wish to be great in the eyes of God, what do we need to be little? What do we need to be? <laughs> Sorry. Little. May God love you and keep you and guide you all the days of your life. And I don't see you here. I can't wait to see you in heaven. I love you. God bless you. Fight hard. Dear friend, may you always be joyful in your union with the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Show a gentle attitude towards everyone. The Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything but in all your prayers, ask 
God for what you need, always asking him with a thankful heart. And God's peace, which is far beyond human understanding, will keep your hearts and minds safe in union with Christ Jesus. In conclusion, my friends, fill your minds with those things that are good and that deserve praise, things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely and honorable. Put into practice what you learned and received from me, both from my words and from my actions. And the God who gives us peace will be with you. Peace, Paul. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you would like to hear a rebroadcast of the network live, visit KNELradio.com or find our podcast on iTunes and Podbean.com. To follow more news, insights, and stories, follow the network live on Facebook. If you would like more information about being a guest on the network live, contact us at the networklive.org. The network live will be back next week at 10 a.m. right here on KNEO Radio 95.3 FM and KNEORadio.com. I'm Debbie Rule. Thank you for listening today.